Hello, Cryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I'm your host, Jake Jabarelli, and no one else is here tonight because everybody's too tired. I'm just joking. They got other stuff going on. So, let's get, go ahead and get started with the top 10 daily stats as well as the crypto news of the day. But one little note first, and I know I'm going to say this again later. This content is for entertainment purposes only. Any comments made by me or any guests, which are not on the show tonight, is not financial advice. Just want to make that note up at front. So let's move over here to CoinGecko and check out the top 10 daily stats. Bitcoin is at the top, but I don't know if you guys have been paying attention. The whole market has fallen a lot, actually. Um, I would say I'm disappointed, but I'll tell you why I'm not at the end of the top 10. Let's just get into it. Bitcoin, number one, currently at $43,000. That's pretty low. It has fallen 7.5% over the last week and is currently at $815 billion, which is almost $200 billion less than a trillion, which it was over previously. Ethereum is currently at $34.59, and it is also down to about $411 billion in the last... I mean, you can see this. This is, this is pretty, pretty depressing out here, this little dip down here at the end. Anyway, so let me continue. 5% over the last seven days. Tether, which doesn't decline, although I will say I took a screenshot this morning and it was at 0.97. That's <laughs> the lowest I've ever seen it at. I'm still not disappointed. Let me continue. Currently at 78 billion. Binance Coin is at 465. It's down almost 10% at 9.5%. And is at 78.2 billion. Solana is in currently fifth place, and it's down slightly more than 10% at 12%. It's about $150 and a market cap of $46.1 billion. USD coin, which again doesn't normally change, was down to 0.98, which, like I said before, was pretty low. Rarely does it think do, do the stable coins drop that much because there's so much incentive to keep them up if they're going down or down if they're going up. I'm not going to explain it, but the point is it's uncommon. And it is dipped, but it's it's come back up again, of course. It's down at the moment, but you know, you get the point. Forty two point eight billion. Uh, Cardano is currently a dollar twenty one and it is also down about ten percent with a market cap of thirty eight point nine or almost thirty nine billion. XRP is down to seventy five cents or seventy five point eight cents, and it is down uh seven and a half percent, about the same as Bitcoin. And it's currently at a market cap of $36 billion. And Polkadot, which has jumped up a little bit because it didn't decline quite as much as everyone else did, if we looked at it in a shorter uh, time span, is actually only down 3.5% at 25.84 with a $27.6 billion cap. And then Terra is, is jumping up here into level 10 again <laughs> at 76.13, almost 10% decline in the last week at $27.3 billion. Now, the reason I'm not disappointed is because this is the perfect time to buy. Now, I know everyone's been looking at that. When, when Bitcoin fell from, what was it? It's meteoric, almost $70,000 per coin. I was like, oh, buy, buy the dip, buy the dip, right? This is pretty far from there. We're almost half from where it's, its maximum was. And yet there are still people like Goldman Sachs and, and the Winklevoss twins from Gemini who are bullish on Bitcoin, expecting it to head 100,000. I'm not sure when that's going to happen. And like I said, not financial advice. But I am betting a little bit, guessing, expecting is probably the better word to use, that it will, in fact, hit 100,000. Now, like I said, I don't know when that's going to be. I don't have a crystal ball. And believe you me, if I had a crystal ball, I would not be looking 
at when Bitcoin went 100,000. <laughs> I would be looking at when I expect Bitcoin to hit 2 million, which I know it sounds like a long shot, but this is what the Winklevoss twins have been talking about for a long time. Now, I'm not saying I personally agree with them, at least on most of their policies, but I do think Bitcoin has a really good shot at holding a great deal of value in the future. So I'm not trying to tell you you should buy because I hardly hold any Bitcoin myself, but I do believe that this downturn is just a blip, just a blip on the radar. Now, what you do with your money is your decision. Not I'm not telling you what to do with it, but I'm saying that this downturn is just a temporary thing and it could go further. I don't know. I don't have the crystal ball I keep talking about, but this is not big news. I mean, if we if we go look at Bitcoin, just just as a quick step aside here, and uh, and analyze the 30 days or the 90 days. So here we were way back here, right, 67,000, and look at where we are now, right? We keep going down, and the volume shooting up at certain points of the time. But is this going to continue forever? No, it's not. Is it going to go back up? Yes, it absolutely is. Do I know when that is? No idea. No explicit idea. Um, let's let's go a little further. See, we had that huge meteoric rise in the in the middle of the springtime, and then this gargantuan drop. I mean, we we went down and touched under thirty thousand dollars on Bitcoin. Where are we right now on 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 Bitcoin? Forty two. We're still twelve thousand dollars up. And for all those people who were smart enough or lucky enough to have purchased at thirty thousand in Bitcoin. And, you know, managed to get up here. Let's say they did sell. And they did pretty well for themselves. And now they're back down here again, right? Huh? It's going to go back up. I mean, if we look at the maximum over time, right? We got these two upward bounds. I'm not trying to do technical analysis. I'm just trying to say it's going to keep going up. It's going down right now. Don't FOMO. Don't f f uh, fear and rest in doubt, FUD. Don't worry about that. It's just, it's just a blip, you know? But still do your own research. <laughs> so continuing on. Um... I really appreciate what people watch the show. I know I'm I'm just one person, and this is actually John's show. I'm I'm so grateful that he lets me host it when he when he's not here. Um, we have we have great other aspects of things, but we really appreciate the people who are watching and listening to the show on a regular basis, especially those who are subscribed. And if you are subscribed, thank you very much. We're so grateful for you listening to our show and watching our show. But we do post every Wednesday. It is Wednesday today. And we, do, we will post again on Sunday. We also have another interview coming up tomorrow on Thursday at 6 o'clock. It will be posted shortly thereafter. But we also have that content in addition. So if you want to subscribe to our Patreon, we have all that content on the Patreon. We also have uh, Ask Me Anythings and a lot of the content, as well as other tokens you can earn from that from that position. Um, you can check us out on Discord. You can also earn tokens there. There's lots of discussion going on. The more participation, the more tokens you earn. And you can sell those on the on the uh, on OpenSea or any other market that accepts, I think at the moment since it's Raven-based, it's probably going to be on something like uh, in a, uh, Nifties or Raven FTS. So there's a lot of platforms that are available for that. But if you want to do those things, we also have Bitcoin, Ethereum, Binance, Bat, and Raven you can donate in. So any one of those things, we really appreciate you listening, and we really appreciate you commenting and continuing with us all the way. Thanks for being a member of our blog and a, and a regular listener. On to the news. We've been uh, we partnered with Crypto Potato recently, and they've been giving us some really interesting news stuff. So if it seems like a different transition, it's just new news to us. So, um, and thanks for everyone who's been listening with uh, new Crypto Lissa and with John. So as I said, on to the news. And from Crypto Potato, we have 
Uh, Coinbase chief Brian Armstrong purchased a luxury $133 million estate in Los Angeles. This is by Chayanika Dika. Cryptocurrency executives are tapping the real estate market. The latest one to do so, other than Coinbase Brian Armstrong, who bought a lavish Bel Air property from Japanese entrepreneur Hideki uh, Tomita that was previously owned by the Seagram heiress Ellen Brofman. According to the report by the Wall Street Journal, Armstrong purchased a massive $133 million Los Angeles estate. The deal was closed in December of last year. Several reports claim that it was one of the costliest single-family home sales ever completed in the Los Angeles area. The Coinbase executive luxury estate was bought from a company based in, uh, probably linked to Hideki, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing his name, Hideki Tomita, the Japanese founder of the Dip Corporation. Designed by internationally acclaimed English architect John Pawson, the nearly five-acre property was never officially on the market. Instead, it was a private affair. Even the buyer was, wasn't known up until very recently. Interestingly, the Japanese entrepreneur had originally bought the estate for $85 million four years ago. The original owners were the Seagram heiress Ellen Brofman Huptman, a daughter of the billionaire Charles Brofman, a, uh, and her investor husband, Andrew Hauptman. Hence, it was a big score for Tomita. Tip. Besides, the estate is, includes a 19,000 square foot main and guest mansion, which spans another 6,600 square feet, in addition to a tennis court, two pools, a motor court, as well as other amenities, such as a home theater and a gym. The 38-year-old founder uh, of Coinbase helped the exchange go public last year, making it the first platform dedicated entirely to cryptocurrency to fray into the U.S. stock exchange. After April's direct listing, Armstrong has seen a considerable leap in the terms of his net worth, according to Bloomberg's Billionaire's Index. The executive's net worth currently stands at $9.6 billion. With his last purchase, Armstrong joins the list of his contemporaries, such as Binance's uh, Changpeng Zhao, otherwise known as CZ, who purchased his home, his first home, in Dubai in October of last year. And the image is on here with Curtis of Fortune magazine. Um, it's great to see people doing well with crypto. I mean, I know there's a lot of self-made millionaires, in this case, I guess, self-made billionaires, uh, a lot of people think when they get into uh, crypto that they can make a lot of money. Well, this is probably living proof of that. Uh, but I, Brian Armstrong has been spending a great deal of time. Obviously, Coinbase has been around a while and is probably one of the most, I don't know if it's the most respected, but definitely one of the largest uh, exchanges in the U.S. So, continuing on with Bitcoin's plunge, as we just saw it on the market. This is by Andrew Thru Thruvalos. Bitcoin plunges below 43,000 as Wall Street tumbles. The crypto market is tanking following a negative day on Wall Street, taking Bitcoin's price to lows it hasn't seen in three months. Hours ago, the primary cryptocurrency was trading at upper $46,000 range beginning around uh, 7.40 UTC, 7.40 PM, rather 19.40. Its price collapsed down to 45,000. Prices continue to fall over the next two hours, and the price is dropping below 43000 as the time of this writing. The event hasn't been kind to bulls. Coin Glass shows 
uh, 500 million in crypto liquidations having taken place over the last four hours alone. The price plunge was coincided with a 1.9% fall on the S&P, that's the Standard & Poor's of the U.S., and a 3% fall of the NASDAQ, that's the tech sector. The market-wide dip may have been spurred by the resurging rumors that the Fed could start raising interest rates early this year to combat inflation. U.S. inflation was 6.8% this November, a nearly 40-year high. Bitcoin has moved in reaction to inflation statistics before, given its recognition as an inflation hedge. In November, Bitcoin touched an all-time high after October's inflation numbers were released. The leading crypto was stuck in limbo since a liquidation cascade last month down to 50,000. It now appears to have broken free of its range, further, further downward uh, toward the downside, as you can see in this chart down here. So yeah. Uh, Bitcoin is falling because the stock market is falling. I I don't think there's anything in the news such as this, but I'm a little worried that uh, the Chinese uh, bubble housing market is going to have some pretty nasty effect. Now, there's no telling what the Chinese government's going to do, and I'm not for or against them. I'm just saying I'm making observations, and no one's really talking about it in the news at this moment. I just think it's going to be problematic when it happens, if it does. Okay, continuing on here, uh, again from Chayanika Dika, uh, NFT-focused Metaversal lands $50 million in funding led by CoinFund. And after a phenomenal run in 2021, the NFT industry continues to grow fast and attract more professional and institutional players. Riding the hype is the NFT-focused venture studio Metaversal, which secured a $50 million Series A round. According to the official blog post, the investment round saw backing from blockchain investment firm CoinFund and a research-intensive investment company, Foxhaven Asset Management. In addition to the two entities, Metaversal funding round saw uh, participation from other leading management funds. These included Franklin Templeton, Wearable, Colab Plus Currency, Dapper Labs, Digital Currency Group, DCG, our NC, uh, NGC Ventures, Rockaway Blockchain Fund, Narwhal Ventures, Galaxy Vision Hill, Synthetics Founder, Kane Warwick, and etc. etc. Et Metaversal revealed that the newly raised capital will be deployed to fund further acquisitions of non-fungible tokens on the company's increasing portfolio. It wants to underwrite important businesses that focus on building open metaverse as well as help its venture studio projects. Following the development, Dan Sherman, president and co-founder of Metaversal, spoke about the latest crypto, uh, pardon me, capital score of its expansion plans for the year, saying, quote, our team remains laser focused on execution and the important financing milestone will mean meaningfully expand Metaversal's curation and investment capabilities in 2022. We are incredibly excited by the array of investment opportunities in front of us, as well as the breadth of collaborations now underway with the world's most recognizable brands and creators." End quote. For the uninitiated, Metaversal is a relatively new platform funded in 2021 by Yossi Hassan and Dan Sherman in the June of this year, CoinFund, which has been a proactive player in the NFT sector, was reported to be gearing up for the launch of a new investment vehicle that would not only let investors bet on the overall space, but also serve as a development studio for other NFT firms. 
In less than a year of its existence, the firm has poured capital into technology startups such as Solana-based NFT storefront Holoplex, media organization NFT Now, and cannabis-dedicated enterprise FAR or FAR tech ventures. It also revealed investing in the Tezos ecosystem. The non-fungible token firm, which was first institutional, uh, the first institutional investor in Constitution DAO, and so far it has obtained over 750 NFTs. It's quite a um, a portfolio there from Metaversal. It is interesting to see. I mean, I know I've been extremely skeptical in the past, and I'm not trying to just count out anything here, but it's always interesting to me to see. Uh, the new ventures that are coming, uh, new ways of manipulating money, as it were, in uh, the finance sector. Continuing on with El Salvador's government prepares laws covering Bitcoin bonds. This is also from China Kadika. In a bid to bring in regulatory clarity and a framework for the issuance of Bitcoin bond and securities in the cryptocurrency, El Salvador's finance minister, Alejandro Zelaya, has revealed plans to send approximately 20 bills to Congress. According to reports, the aforestated bills will encompass regula regulations about securities issuance and ensure legal structure and certainty to anyone who wishes to purchase a Bitcoin bond. The finance minister, however, did not divulge any details as to when the legislation will be submitted to the lawmakers. The news comes on the heels of the Central American country's announcement in November to issue, issue what is also known as volcano bonds, commencing on the development of El Salvador President Nayib Bukele, uh, said the move also aims to fully re-engineer the economy and the way a nation-state does business. According to Zayala, the investor interest in Bitcoin bonds is significant, especially because it provides exposure to the world's largest cryptocurrency at a 10-year maturity of 6.5% interest. The ambitious Bitcoin bond product is slated to release later this year. It is, pardon me, released this year. Its worth stands at a staggering $1 billion and is intended to fund Bekele's plan of creating the world's first Bitcoin city. The development of the first-of-its-kind city will see some of the most notable players in the sector, including prominent cryptocurrency exchange Bitfinex and Adam Black's Blockstream. Bitfinex CTO Paolo Arduino earlier revealed that the exchange plans to back El Salvador's initiative by rolling out a securities platform to hold the Bitcoin bonds. As envisioned by the president himself, the Bitcoin city will be a fully functional city with proper residential areas, retail centers, restaurants, a port, and everything around Bitcoin. The future residents will be levied only value-added tax, or VAT, which will be used to pay the municipality's bonds, public infrastructure, and other maintenance. The country's eastern region of La Union has been selected for the initiative. El Salvador's abundant geothermal power from the Conchayago, Conchagua, I guess that's correct. My bad for mispronouncing it on the first try here. Conchagua volcano will be used to power Bitcoin mining operations. Many experts believe geothermal energy will, that gets generally wasted if deployed to Bitcoin mining could transform El Salvador into one of the lucrative venues for Bitcoin miners. And so they're going to pull everybody out of China and put them over in El Salvador. Honestly, I don't know if that's worse. It sounds like it's better because as we can all see, as many times as we talked about uh, Bukele, he's 
backing Bitcoin fully, even if he's a little goofy about it. So uh, I think it's interesting to see the Bitcoin bond concept. I'm just wondering how much uh, corruption there is in there. We'll see. Continuing on with yet another article from Chayanika Lika. The SEC delays NYDIG, or NYDIG's, spot Bitcoin ETF proposal by two months. All right. So the United States Regulatory Watchdog Securities and Exchange Commission, or otherwise known as SEC, has delayed the ruling of the NYDIG's proposal for a spot coin, spot coin, a spot Bitcoin exchange traded fund by about 60 days. The original deadline was, July, was January 15th, if allowed, NYDIG's uh, or New York DIG, I guess, <laughs> uh, Bitcoin ETF will be the first ever spot Bitcoin ETF in the country. According to the official filing, the SEC said it will decide whether to approve NYDIG's uh, proposal by March 16th. The agency explained that it needs to designate a longer period before issuing an order so that it has sufficient time to consider the proposed rule change and any comments received. NYDIG happens to be a subsidiary of asset manager Stone Ridge Holdings Group. It has applied for its spot exchange traded fund, NYDIG's Bitcoin ETF, to enable investors to buy and sell shares that track the price of the world's biggest cryptocurrency. Even after the approval of several Bitcoin futures ETFs, the, uh, the SEC has repeatedly discarded proposals for the spot products, citing price manipulation concerns in the crypto market. Just before Christmas 2021, the SEC had rejected similar applications from Valkyrie and Kryptonian. Uh, Kryptonian? 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 Pardon me, Kryptonian. It had earlier stated that the two proposals failed to meet the authority's standard to avert fraud and manipulative practices. I'm sure they just wanted to get them out of board. But I get how they don't want to have this be a money laundering scheme. Around the same time, SEC had rejected another application for a spot Bitcoin ETF by WisdomTree after deferring on a decision multiple times last year. However, the New York-based asset manager resorted to tweaking its proposal by listing the U.S. Bank National Association as the custodian for the shares of Bitcoin Trust. So everyone's desperate to get this thing on the books. We just need the SEC to approve. Continuing on. Dimitar Zanzarov's uh, article on Shark Tank's Kevin O'Leary. NFTs could be, be become bigger than Bitcoin. I don't know, Kevin. We'll see. Let's see what you have to say about that. The prominent TV personality, Kevin O'Leary, believes non-fungible tokens could emerge as much as, as a much bigger, more fluid market than Bitcoin. His prediction comes as a surprise since last summer the Canadian businessman stated that nothing had has a chance to replace the primary cryptocurrency. Kevin O'Leary, a.k.a. Mr. Wonderful, is another prominent figure who has displayed mixed feelings toward the cryptocurrency industry over the years. His first opinion about the world of crypto came in 2019 when he described Bitcoin as worthless. He also called it garbage because you can't get in and out of it in, a, in large amounts. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's so funny. At the beginning of 2021, though, he made a U-turn saying he respects Bitcoin. A few months later, he announced his entrance into BTC's ecosystem by allocating 3% of his portfolio to it. During a January 5th interview with CNBC, O'Leary 
known as uh, one of the hosts of the reality TV show Shark Tank, spoke about non-fungible tokens and their potential growth in the following years. Similar to 2021 NFTs, NFTs will begin, uh, will continue begin being highly popular and could even become a bigger market than Bitcoin, the Canadian op opined. His belief in digital collectibles stems from the idea that they can they can prove ownership of real world items such as cars or watches. Quote, you're going to see a lot of movement in terms of doing authentication and insurance policies and real estate transfer taxes all online over the next few years, making NFTs a much bigger, more fluid market potential than Bitcoin alone. I think he's on to something with that. In conclusion, Mr. Wonderful said he is investing on both sides of that equation, end quote. A few months back, Shark Tank's host had a somewhat different stance on the matter, stating that the primary cryptocurrency is the right long-term investment tool, comparing it to other digital assets such as Ether, he said. Quote, that's, gold st that's the gold standard of digital currency. Nothing else is going to replace it, end quote. Keeps sounding like that old quote from um, Bill Gates, was it? Uh, you'll never need more than 1640k of RAM? Okay, Mr. Gates. It's nice to be wrong. Apart from the Bitcoin and non-fungible tokens, O'Leary is a keen proponent of other digital assets, including Ether, Solana, Circles, stablecoin pegged to the U.S. dollar, otherwise known as USDC. It's also number seven on the charts. However, there is one token that he is not in favor of, Elon Musk's baby Dogecoin. According to Mr. Wonderful, investing in the meme coin is no different than gambling. He went further saying that Doge has no inherent value and should be classified as pure speculation. I think he's right. When you speculate on something like Dogecoin, that's no different than going to Las Vegas and putting your money on red or black. It's pure speculation. He just repeated himself, but yes. I don't know if he hates Elon Musk or if he just understands that Dogecoin is a meme coin. I don't think he does. Anyways, it it's interesting to see a person say no, then say yes, then say heck yes. Because once they see kind of the value, of, I, I still wonder from the standpoint of a person who runs Shark Tank and is also a um, kind of TV personality in general, if he's just blowing smoke up our butts in the sense of, hey, you know, you can make lots of money. Make me money. Remember, 3% of my value was based on Bitcoin. Yeah. Continuing on, this George Georgiev. Bitcoin's sideways action continues, but bearish signs pop. BTC price analysis. I'm not going to go into this too much just because it's analysis. Bitcoin's sideway action continues since 2020 be 2022 began. The Bitcoin price has traded inside a tight range of roughly two grand. Um, I think this is written. Yeah, this is written in the evening. Um, this is very untypical for Bitcoin and usually ends with a massive move in either direction. Well, that's predictive. Uh, that's about where I'm ending. We already know where it went. All right, continuing on. Mandy Williams writes about Airbnb CEO dabbles with adding crypto payments in 2022. I think this is a good idea, assuming Airbnb still operates in your town. American home retail firm Airbnb Inc. might soon join the growing list of, of companies that accept cryptocurrencies as payment options for services, just like Craigslist, right? The possibility of Airbnb supporting crypto payments comes after the company's co-founder and CEO, Brian Chesky, asked users on Twitter to recommend anything they would like home rental firm to do in 2022. 
There is his tweet. Three days after he posed the question, Chesky sorted through nearly 4,000 comments and made a list of the top six recommendations. I don't think he personally did that. Apparently, many people want to, to be able to book an Airbnb apartment with digital assets as crypto payments topped the list of suggestions. Other recommendations in the top six improve, include providing clear pricing displays, a guest loyalty program, that's brilliant, updating cleaning fees, also good, more long-term stays and discounts, and better customer service. That should have been at the top. Interestingly, the CEO added that some of the suggestions were already in the pipeline for 2022, and the firm will consider others. Although Chesky did not explicitly state his company's stance on adding crypto payments, his comments could mean one of two things. Either Airbnb was already planning to integrate digital asset payments into the services before CEO asked for suggestions, or it will consider doing so before the year's end. So here's that tweet, top list of things. Crypto is on top. Regardless of what it is, Chesky noted that the crypto payments recommendation included a variety of token ideas, including Bitcoin. The home rental firm co-founder also added that Airbnb's existing payments volume is at $336 billion, processed since 2013. Supporting cryptocurrencies could increase that figure as the industry continues to gain mainstream adoption. It will position the company to complete Compete against D-Travel, a decentralized home rental firm established by former executives from Airbnb and Expedia, with backing from leading crypto exchange Binance. Yeah, get on board, dude. Meanwhile, last year saw a number of companies integrate crypto payment options. As reported in August in 2021, popular German fashion company Philip Plain International uh, AG said it will allow customers to buy products within with 15 different cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin and Ether, kind of like AMC, right? Similarly, American fintech company Verifone partnered with Bitcoin payment service provider BitPay in September in order to make crypto payments options available to its clients in the United States. So we'll see. I guess uh, it's obviously the top. If we go back to that, that uh, tweet he created, but man, guest loyalty program brilliant glad somebody a lot of people said that and better customer service i'm surprised that's at the bottom um, but i guess that's a struggle for every company continuing on to george Dev's, uh george Dev's internet blackout reported in kazakhstan amid escalating anti-government protests wow you know it's just interesting how the government can just turn off the internet well, i guess that works in other countries kazakhstan is one of the top countries in terms of bitcoin mining it counts for 18% of the network's hash rate and is currently reported experience internet blackouts. Maybe people should use um, Starlink. Supposedly associated with the boiling anti-government protests, the network data provider NetBlocks reported today that the country of Kazakhstan is in the midst of a nation-scale internet blackout after a day of mobile internet disruptions and partial restrictions. According to the company, the incident is likely to severely limit coverage of escalating anti-government protests, because that's the whole, that's what the important thing is, of course. Al Jazeera reported on January 4th that the protests against the increasing energy prices are taking place in the country for a third consecutive day. Police filled tear gas, uh, pardon me, fired tear gas and stun grenades in a bid to break up an unprecedented thousands march in Almaty, Kazakhstan's largest city on Tuesday. 
Why is this important for Bitcoin's crypto, for, pardon me, for the cryptocurrency industry? Well, Kazakhstan is one of the top countries when it comes to Bitcoin mining. In fact, data from Cambridge Bitcoin Electricity Consumption Index, that's a long name, reveals that its second most prominent country by, by metric after the United States is Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan accounts for 18% of the hash rate of Bitcoin's network. Just yesterday, Crypto Potato reported that the NASDAQ listed ASIC make, uh, maker Kanan, not Kanan, sorry, uh, has partnered, partnered up with multiple mining companies in the country. Well, I'm sorry Kazakhstan is struggling with their government. I think they should probably work that. I'm not. That's a very gross generalization. Um, if you want to get something done, have a revolution. <laughs> no revolution is not bloody. <laughs> well, I guess not every single one was bloody, but anyone that's dead serious, in my opinion. It definitely takes a lot of effort. You're gonna, you're, people are going to die. It's going to happen. On that sad note, let's move over to Kosovo bans crypto mining amid electricity blackouts during winter. Mm. Sorry, Dmitry uh, Zondarov. The Kosovo government reportedly enforced a ban on cryptocurrency mining in an attempt to curb electricity consumption during the coldest months of the year. Doesn't sound like a good idea. I mean, I get it. You know what cryptocurrency miners are good for? Heating. That's what they're good for. If you want to keep your, your place nice and warm, build a six-card rig. Keep you nice and toasty. You don't even have to run your heater. Just run that and make money at the same time. The country, like many others in Europe, grapples with an energy crisis caused by the sharp price uh, increase of electricity. It still makes me wonder what's going on there. The small Balkan state of Kosovo has uh, been facing power shortages during the last couple of months as the weather in Eastern Europe started cooling off. Attempting to solve the issues, the local government has recently established a technical committee to assess emergency measures for the energy supply. Based on the agency's recommendation, Artane Rizvanoli, I hope I pronounced that correctly, Kosovo's economy and energy minister, halted all cryptocurrency endeavors on the country's territory, the news outlet Gazeta Express reported. Quote, these actions are aimed at addressing potential unexpected or long-term lack of electricity production capacities, capacities of transmission or distribution of energy in order to overcome the energy crisis without further burdening the citizens of the Republic of Kosovo, the lawmaker said, end quote. A few weeks ago, the authorities declared a state of emergency for the next two months, allowing the country to allocate more funds to, for energy imports and impose tough restriction on power usage. Kosovo produces most of its electricity from coal-fired power plants. Dude, you can get solar panels hella cheap. Despite the recent price increase across the whole continent, the nation still provides uh, one of the most affordable energy costs in Europe, making it an attractive destination for cryptocurrency miners. Ah, that's why they're doing it. Iran. At the end of last year, the Iranian Ministry of Energy ordered local author authorized cryptocurrency miners to suspend their activities temporarily. Similar to Kosovo, the authorities explained that the move is necessary since electricity shortages are not absent during winter months. Like I said, just use this as a heater. Interestingly, the Iranian government enforced the same ban during the hottest months of 2021, too. Last May, it blamed Bitcoin mining for electricity blackouts, which supposedly disrupted the nation's energy network. Following that, the authorities halted all cryptocurrency mining endeavors for a period of four months. Ouch. 
So if you're running a pot farm and happen to be using a lot of power, does that mean they're cutting you off too? I don't know how pot works in those countries. Well, I still think people should go head towards solar. Solar, hydro, can't you do that too? All right, moving on. Dimitar's, uh, Donzarov's uh, Bitcoin price to reach 100K could steal attention from gold, says Goldman Sachs. I think that was the point. The U.S. multinational investment bank Goldman Sachs highly highlighted a scenario in which Bitcoin hits the often touted price milestone of $100,000. To reach that price level, institutional adoption toward the primary cryptocurrency needs to increase significantly and surpass gold. I think the point here is, it was once said by one of the Winkledwas twins, the guys who started Gemini and sued Facebook, anyways, uh, is that Bitcoin will eventually reach $2 million. Now, that's a long time from now. Who, do I, who am I kidding? It could be tomorrow. Uh, I doubt it. In any case, the uh, they were initially predicting 500,000, but the idea is, at least to a lot of people, and I think uh, Mark Cuban said this as well, that um, Bitcoin will overtake gold and become the store of value that gold currently is. That's going to be interesting to see gold try to compete with Bitcoin. Bitcoin actually has practicality. The Wall Street behemoth has displayed a controversial approach to the cryptocurrency space over the years. It seemed like it's been it's an ever-changing view is influenced by the monetary situation of the digital asset industry. Amid the parabolic price increases of the most of 2017, Goldman Sachs vowed to launch a crypto trading desk following the year-long bear market in 2018, though the company halted the initiative. Last year, the investment bank continued with its dubious views, jumping from supporting the cryptocurrency industry to claiming that Bitcoin is not a substitute for gold but copper. <laughs> However, the leading digital asset marked a 60% price increase in 2021, and now Goldman Sachs went on to the optimist corner once again, according to Zach Pandil, uh, pardon me, co-head and global FT, pardon me, FX and EM strategy. What a name. If Bitcoin continues to take market share from gold as part of its broader adoption, it could more than double its price in the next five years. I think he probably is right. Quote, if Bitcoin's share of the store value market were hypothetically to rise to 50% over the next five years, its price would increase to just over $100,000 for a compound annualized return of 17 or 18%, end quote. That is impressive, to say the least. The executive estimated that, as of this moment, Bitcoin's float-adjusted market capitalization is just under $700 billion, which is an approximate 20% share of the store of value, gold, and Bitcoin market. And the same, at the same time, the value of the precious metal available for investment is calculated at $2.6 trillion. Another prominent figure who is envisioned this price tag for Bitcoin is Antony Trenchev, the co-founder of cryptocurrency lending platform Nexo. In this view, uh, Bitcoin is an inflation hedge equal to gold, which combined with the rising institutional adoption toward the asset could drive its price to towards 100,000 by the middle of 2022. Naive Bukele, the president of El Salvador, also expressed some bullish crypto predictions for the ongoing year. According to the leader, Bitcoin could reach the milestone in the next 12 months, while at least two more countries will follow his nation's path 
and adopt the primary digital asset as legal tender. So a lot of big names are betting on this. I don't know if they're trying to bet on it to get, quote unquote, the little people to involve, but I know they're looking for lots of dollars from people with a lot of money. So whether it happens to you, it's probably not going to uh, be a totally bad thing for you to put 100 bucks into Bitcoin because it'll be $200 or more by the time it reaches 100 grand. And also check out our one of our um, uh, not sponsors, but uh, one of the people which we use on a regular basis, Celsius. This is a plug. Celsius is great. I really appreciate Celsius. They they do support the show. Continuing on, Dimitar Zanzarov's uh, Quentin Tarantino reveals dates for his secret Pulp Fiction NFT collection auction, which I thought he was being sued for. Let's find out. The award-winning director and one of the most prominent filmmakers of all time, Quentin Tarantino, announced the dates of his NFT collection of fan-favorite moments from the original screenplay of Pulp Fiction. Each digital collectible will depict a single iconic scene from the movie, as well as personalized audio commentary by the producer himself. Last November, Quentin, Tien, Quentin, pardon me, Quentin Tarantino revealed he will auction seven secret NFTs depicting uncut scenes from one of his best movies, Pulp Fiction. Back then, the director informed that the non-fungible tokens would be the first of their kind and will feature content viewable only by their owners, making them extra valuable. According to, the, to a document seen by Crypto Potato, the filmmaker has set auction dates for the NFT collection. All seven of them will take place this month between January 17th and January 31st, as everyone willing to acquire Tarantino's artwork must register by January 10th, which is only five days from now. That's the time of this reading, rather. The public auction will be conducted on Ethereum. I wish he hadn't done that. Go with Solana, dude, really? Participants will be able to use ETH or ERC-20 compatible stable coins. The NFTs will, uh, that will allow their owners to take a look into Tarantino's mind and ideas may be obtained from Secret Network. The latter is an open source protocol that allows, uh, lets users perform computations on encrypted data, bringing privacy to smart contracts and public blockchains. Guy Siskind, a founder and CEO of SRT, SERT Labs, the primary contributor to Secret Network, commented on the matter, quote, Secret Network is proud to stand with Quentin. We are committed to working with talented artists across the globe by providing them with a better way to release their works directly to fans without relying on older distribution models, which favor conglomerates over creators. It's safe to say that in 2021 has been, uh, pardon me, it's safe to say that 2020 has been highly successful for the NFT industry as many individuals bought digital collectibles or launched their own collections. Celebrities, athlete, actors, singers also joined the trend. In April last year, the 15-time Grammy Award winner Eminem dropped a collection of his own dubbed ShadyCon. The rapper's partner with the initiative was the NFT platform Nifty Gateway. Three of the most famous soccer players of the recent past also launched non-fungible token collections, namely those are Alessandro Del Piero, the former captain of the Italian Juventus, I still probably butchered that, Christian Vieri, the idol among Inter fans, and Gabriel, or Gabriel uh, Batistuta, Batistuta? I'm bad at this. 
an iconic Argentina striker known as Bathiol. The soccer stars released their collections on Binance NFT Marketplace. At the end of 2021, Steph Curry became the player with the most scored three-pointers in the history of NBA. To celebrate his achievement, the Golden State Warriors point guard launched an NFT collection called the 2974 Collection, depicting every three-shot he has ever netted in his career. It's very impressive. And I'm sorry again to those uh, international uh, soccer players whose names I butchered. Uh, football players. Yes, uh, I'm interested in this. I'm also interested in, in what uh, Tarantino is going to do with the lawsuit Miramax is filing against him. I'm sure it will be in the news as well. Dimitar Zandaroff writes again. OpenSea valuation grows to $13.3 billion following a $300 million in Series C funding. $300 million funding round led by uh, Koachu and Paradigm increased OpenSea's valuation to $13.3 billion. The NFT marketplace vowed to employ the investment into four categories, accelerate product development, improve customer support, invest in the wider NFT and Web3 community, and grow its team. Surpassing a $13 billion valuation is very impressive, I will say. In a recent blog post, Devin Finzer, the co-founder of OpenSea, said his company's mission is to become the world's friendliest and most trusted NFT marketplace with the best selection. To complete that, to complete that vision, the entity raised $300 million in the Series C funding putting its valuation at a whopping $13.3 billion. This is not repetitive at all. Increasingly, OpenSea was valued at $1.5 billion just a half year ago. Back then, the leading American venture capital firm Andreessen Horowitz led a $100 million funding round. Hedge Fund's sponsors, such as Paradigm and Koachu, led the current investment. Like I said, not repetitive. OpenSea described them as incredible partners, thinkers, and builders that have been have the ability to bring the best in-class consumer experiences. The Hedgeman, the Hedgeman, uh, <laughs> the Hedgeman uh, in the NFT space revealed its just revealed it will distribute the three hundred million dollars to fulfill four different goals. First, the company tends to do what I already said. I am done with this article. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Dimitar, but you were just repeating yourself too much. I'm moving on. George Georgiev. Let's see if you can do better than your colleague. Samsung partners with Cardano-powered Veritree to combat climate change. Samsung, one of the world's leading technology companies and a smartphone behemoth brand, has teamed up with Veritree to combat the adverse effect of climate change. According to an official blog post, Samsung Electronics America is launching a new project designed to act in support of a healthier climate and, and planet. The company will reportedly mobilize the growth and con conservation of more than 2 million trees on the territory of Madagascar by the end of Q1 2022. This sounds like Team Trees, except they're doing more. Is it right? No, it's 20 million with Team Trees. Okay, close enough. There's still just one company doing it. The initiative will take place in partnership with a platform called Veritree that's oriented towards blockchain-based climate solutions. That's very contradictory, it would seem. Speaking on the matter was Samsung's Mark Newton, who said, 
quote, investing in tech solutions such as those that create in efficiency improvements and minimize waste in combination with nature-based solutions are vital in the fight against climate change, end quote. Veritree is a platform that provides nature-based solutions, leveraging blockchain technology in conjunction with on-the-ground data capture. The project notably uses the Cardano blockchain for its efforts. This was also outlined by the head of brand and communications at the Cardano Foundation, Sidney Vollmer. So it looks like uh, Samsung is trying to combat the problems that we seem to have created using crypto. I, I feel like that's a good effort. Still, two million is not that many. I think you could do more Samsung. Crypto industry could surge in 2022 on stablecoin regulations. And this is analysis by Martin Young. The 2020, <laughs> pardon me, the 2022 this year may be when regulatory frameworks are rolled out in the United States and globally paving the way for greater crypto adoption. I can only hope considering what happened with that uh, initiative that went through last year in 2021. At the forefront of these legislations will be stablecoins, since they, are facilitate, they facilitate direct trading and have grown exponentially over the past year or two. Anti-crypto senators in the U.S. have repeatedly slammed stablecoins, claiming that they pose a risk to the economy. One even said that they're propping up one of the shadiest parts of the crypto world, aka DeFi. Although this view is misinformed and somewhat extreme, most policy makers and the industry leaders agree that some form of regulation is necessary for the cryptocurrency ecosystem to flourish. They should just tack that on with in the United States. There are a number of issues that lawmakers would need to address to effectively regulate stablecoins without stifling innovation and the wider industry. According to the recent Forbes report, there needs to be a clear differentiation between stablecoins and other assets. Stablecoins should not be lumped, into the, lumped in with other decentralized crypto assets, Crypto needs tailored regulations, not some archaic ones applied to traditional finance, as recently pointed out by Coinbase Chief Financial Officer Alessia Haas at the congressional hearing in December. That is something of very vital importance. Monetary competition is a good thing, and regulators will be able to oversee the financial and technological revolution as opposed to oppressing it. Additionally, Paxo CEO Charles Casacaria Cautioned, uh, cautioned that the U.S. dollar could lose its world currency reserve status if neither regulatory stablecoins nor a dollar-based CBDC is approved soon. The report noted that tax compliance and regulatory or pardon, and reporting obligations are currently a burden. This could all be resolved, could be solved with a solid regulatory framework that encourages the use of stablecoin and crypto assets rather than labeling them as some criminal as some senators have uh, that remain nameless repeatedly do. It is likely that some form of regulation will be rolled out this year, and it could propel the crypto industry to new heights, providing it is proactive. Stablecoins currently comprise a little over 7% of the entire cryptocurrency cap market by capitalization, according to CoinGecko. The current combined market cap for stablecoins is $168 billion, and there are nearly $60 billion in trading volume. This goes much higher at times. Tether is the leading, the industry leader, with 78.4 billion in USDT in circulation, around 46.6% of the total. A 
full audit is still elusive, which may ease some of the pressure mounting on the sector. So yeah, it is, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think that hit every single point. There's plenty more to be saying, but there's, I think this is one other comment about this, this hearing is something I should probably get to and talk to in the future. And finally, Felix Mullen writes, NVIDIA strikes deals with metaverse marketplaces, distributes free copies of its own Omniverse software. NVIDIA, the global manufacturer of graphics processing units, or GPUs, and integrated circuit technologies for workstations, personal computers, and mobile devices, wants to step up its efforts to develop more products for the metaverse. The metaverse is a concept that describes the next generation of con internet content where users may be able to interact with objects and other people in virtual worlds in a deeper, multi-central, richer way. That is a very good definition of it. It involves technologies like virtual reality, augmented reality, non-fungible tokens, artificial intelligence, cryptocurrency, procedural image generation, among a huge number of other developments. As reported by Reuters, NVIDIA is not developing a metaverse or creating a metaverse-focused objects. Instead, it has launched a program to support artists and content creators who focus on building virtual worlds and products that enrich the user's experience in the metaverse. To this end, NVIDIA announced that it will distribute free versions of its Omniverse software to an undetermined number of artists. The cost of the annual license for this program starts at $9,000 for corporate clients. Hmm, sounds like there's some money, made, money to be made here. Omniverse is the first new software developed by NVIDIA for creating virtual worlds and metaverse-ready objects. The idea is to allow users to create assets and worlds that can be sold in third-party markets. In addition, the company announced a series of partnerships with several marketplaces oriented in the sharing of metaverse-related content. Although NVIDIA did not provide information about the content of the agreements, they did reveal that the first deals involved Shutterstock, TurboSquid, SketchFab, CG Trader, and TwinBrew. It has 3D ActorCore. Oh, sorry, there's more things about this. ActorCore Plant Catalog will soon launch their Amniverse Ready Assets collection, so there are other participants. With this move, NVIDIA is accelerating to st its strategy to cement its presence in the nascent multiverse industry. According to several analysts, the multiverse will be a dominant industry in the medium term, even inserting itself into mainstream gaming world. Wells Fargo analyst Aaron Rakers noted that the product development tools for the metaverse could become a $10 billion market opportunity within five years. NVIDIA's relationship with the blockchain ecosystem has been very profitable for its corporation. Over the past year, a stock reached 187% growth thanks to the explosion in sales of its graphic processors, something like that was catalyzed mainly by demand for miners' proof-of-work cryptocurrencies like Ethereum. Here is that chart. Not that it wasn't doing bad in the last few years before that. In addition to hardware development, NVIDIA's research in graphics processing is also remarkable. It could greatly aid the development of better products for the metaverse, mainly thanks to artificial intelligent processes for highly realistic face and landscape rendering. So, if you want to join the metaverse, just think of the Oasis from Ready Player One. At least that's what I think of. All right, thanks all for listening. Uh, as I've said in the past, if you like our content, we appreciate a like. If you've made it this far, give us a like. Uh, if you'd like to subscribe, we appreciate that and hear more from us. We, of course, uh, post every Wednesday and Sunday, but you'd find out if you hit the notification bell. 
you can check us out on Discord, which is always a highly active community for C3 Media. We also have a marketplace where you can trade tokens in, which is kind of neat. You should check that out. Even if you just join for that purpose, I'd say it's worth it. Uh, we're also on Patreon at three, five, and ten dollar amounts. The more you, the more you invest in our program, the more we appreciate it. But there's also more content available. And if you'd like to support us in any other way that's crypto related, we accept Bitcoin, Ethereum, Binance, Bat, and Raven tokens or coins. So, uh, although no one else is here today, I appreciate you listening to me ramble on for an hour. This uh, this was interesting news from Crypto Potato, and uh, I'm so grateful for our our partnership with them. As Blockchain John always says at the end of every show, stack sats and hodl. Adios.